Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to episode <laughs> 139 of Star Wars and Scotch. I am a very exhausted and tired man, joined by another yeah. very exhausted and tired man. <laughs> hey. As we have entered oh God. Hell Week. Yeah. Weeks. It's 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 show. plural. This is the show. You know, it's their one time of the year where it's just balls to the wall. So we did not prepare anything for this episode, except Tim grabbed some links late last night. Uh, All of our attention has been on GCX, the physical show. We started the marathon on Monday. Tim did his block yesterday, which was phenomenal. So tired. I'm still tired. Uh, I I don't think people really understand like like when you when you really start to like get into fundraising and mm -hmm. you're like and you're performing. Like it's you're just running on just pure adrenaline like the entire yep. time. Like I I my block was it started and then it was over and I had all these yep. incentives and I was talking to Amy about it after the fact and I was like I left so much on the table and she's like no it just snowballed and I was like yeah like that's yeah that's what happened it was like everything had like a good pace and she's like you were doing great and then all of a sudden it kind of just took off and so I was just like well we got to do this and that and this and that and then you're also trying to like play the game and thank people for donations and stuff and. I don't think people really realize like how much it takes out of someone who is like really in it. Cause like you can, yep. like you can fundraise and then you can like fundraise. So it's, it's a lot. It is. It is. You did a phenomenal job. Thanks, dude. So, uh, thank you so much, but we're tired and we're exhausted. So we're going to talk like this the entire episode. And, <laughs> uh, as you know, we're not, we're not off next week. We're just live from GCX. Yeah. So if, you want to join us you can do that um you can watch it at home or join us at the show which i would recommend more than watching at home um you can go to gcxevent.com to learn more see the schedule all sorts of cool stuff and shows and things for you to participate in content creators to meet artists to check out their work uh i could go on and on and on but there's so many cool things happening this year at gcx uh, marathon wraps on August 1st. Right. So if you're uh, awake during the Eastern hours from 8 a.m. to midnight, you can head over to twitch.tv slash GCX event or YouTube. Um, we're supposed to be live on TikTok, but that hasn't happened. <laughs> Sorry, I might get crazy laughs the entire time. And, and being live on Facebook doesn't really do anything. So, oof, oof, scathing. Skating. It's okay. Lupo, Lupo, Lupo made a contract joke yesterday, so <laughs> just leaning into it now. You may as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, gcxevent.com. Uh, grab your tickets. Uh, check out the show. Donate to St. Jude. Whatever you're feeling, you do it. Also, might I emphasize this, is that the after party for Universal is um, weird. We don't have a ton of room left, so... Judging by how many people will probably try and buy the day of, there is a chance we could sell it before, but I don't... Uh, it's 50-50, it honestly, for me. It could happen, so I'm going to say get your tickets as soon as possible for the Universal After Party because I can't guarantee that if you show up to the event, 
there will still be tickets available for that party. We do have a limited amount, so Kevin, make sure that you do that. Kevin, yes. I have my pass. What? Ah, that that pass uh, will only get you so far, and that I have a T-shirt. Ah, that also will not get you anywhere, actually. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Fortnite kid. Um. So uh, by the time too you hear this. Uh, you should definitely listen to this episode, but you'll probably uh, uh, see that Big Cheese is live if you're one of the people that listen to it immediately, which is like 90-something percent of That's you. a lot of people that uh, sit there and wait. And like, is it live yet? Is it live yet? Oh, no. You look I at the analytics it. on the podcast side and the YouTube side, most of the views are within the first, like before midnight on release day. It's amazing. Um, so people, they wait for this. Uh, but Big Cheese is live. Uh, Erica Nagashimi's live tonight. Shima, sorry, Erica Nagashima. And uh, you can go to gcxevent.com to see who else is live. Also, Kings Coast announced we got some new bags. Yeah. And they're awesome. Sick. So make sure you're uh, checking that out, kingscoastcoffee.com. We got some some barrelage coming down the pipeline. Kings Coast will be at GCX. So uh, if you'd like to wake up and enjoy some Kings Coast, you can do so in, in the hall. Yeah. In it. In so it. when you walk in and you make the left and you walk past Tim's beautiful wife, Amy, at the Lab 77 booth, you wave to Amy, you buy a little merch, yeah. and then you walk over past her and there's King's Coast right there. Other alternative option, walk past Amy, still wave, and then uh, go to King's Coast and then go back and buy the merch before you uh, head into the hall. So those are your, those are your two options. If you don't drink the, coffee, I'm sorry. Those are probably the two places that I'll end up being at the most. It's probably helping Amy out with Lab and hanging out in the King's Coast. <laughs> Drinking little, coffee. Yeah, it's, like, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, uh, George, uh, they're doing a lounge, Leviathan Core. Yeah. And uh, they want to bring like content creators in there and show them, you know, some some NDA stuff and yeah. whatnot. And George is like, can you just keep King's Ghost in there at all times yes. for me and my entire team? I was like, yeah. George, I will make that happen because you're wonderful. Uh, so he, I texted him yesterday about something for the lounge. And he immediately calls me. He's like, I'm so sorry. I had a cat emergency. So, um, yeah, coming out. It'll be a good time. It'll be uh, fun. Star Wars and Scotch Live. We got Alex and Molly. Um, we got uh, uh, our buddy Chase, that yes. gay Jedi, joining us as well. That's so so make sure uh come say hi because those are, those are some of our favorites. We have this, like, little pocket of friends we formed since we made this podcast, and those are those are our favorite. No offense to anyone else that's been on the show. We, we love you, Kevin. too. <laughs> but, like... I feel like we vibe really well with Alex, Molly, and Chase. I would say we vibe really well with Pete and Chaco as well. Yeah, yeah, I like so. Yeah, they're all great people. Honestly, like I think all of our guests honestly have been yeah. fantastic. Everybody, uh, I'm actually to to kick things off. So we we talked about it a bit, but this Star Wars um, Galaxy's Restoration private server, they're going like they're ham like, all over. Really ham. Like there's and they're seeing more and more of like our like friends that we know in the industry like playing it. Yeah, I think it's. Didn't they follow you on Twitter? They followed me on Twitter, so I followed them back. So uh, after GCX is over, I'm gonna see if we can get them uh, on the show before yeah, um, Soka that. drops. That'd be so cool. I'd love to learn what it takes to launch a private server of a game that's defunct. Because uh, yeah. there's plenty out there. I mean, there's a ton. There's they're working on a Wildstar private server right now. I have the Warhammer uh, Return to Reckoning, which is the um. The Warhammer MMO that EA Mythic uh, oh, yeah. flubbed. Wow. Yep, I have that one on my computer, and then uh, I have Star Wars Galaxy's Restoration, 
So it's it's an interesting thing. And for years they did it with WoW until uh, Blizzard was like, "Well, we'll just do it ourselves." How's yeah, that vanilla, sound? You're talking about the vanilla servers, right? Yeah, for yeah. years it was just it was all fan run, and then I think Blizzard realized they could monetize a bit more by doing it in house. So they did it. The, the cool thing with that though is you don't need an extra subscription. Your current WoW subscription allows you to play classic or retail. Gotcha. So um, it's it's pretty smart. But regardless. Um, yeah, so I'd love to chat with them. I'd love to chat with them about, you know, the Star Wars Galaxies is a sandbox yeah. versus SWOTOR, which is very almost I, I I've read and I think it was supposed to be Coder 3, and then there it was during the MMO craze. So yeah. They were like, what if we just made it an MMO? And I think they dropped the ball there, honestly. Again, it's a game I love dearly, but I think it would have been just better as a story game. Yeah. So they're very different, but the Galaxy's community blames EA and, and SWOTOR and BioWare for killing their game. Yeah. So I'd love to talk to them about that because, you know, you don't get into this unless you were passionate about the previous game and, you know, had some sort of emotional connection to it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just interested to see uh, 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 what they would have to say about that. So we'll reach out to them. We've got some other people, but Ahsoka's coming up, too. That's the oh big thing. That's yeah, 23rd. August 23rd, it's less than a month away. And there was a new trailer that dropped, but you I haven't seen it. You said that you watched it, but there wasn't a lot that was there that was new, right? Not, no, not nothing, nothing worth looking at, right? It was just but that's the final trailer. That's the final cinematic trailer before we actually get the show. Yep. So yeah, I mean it was it was cool, but I didn't really see much that I hadn't seen in the other like two or three trailers that we've seen already. So yeah. it was whatever. Um and that that I think uh, dropped because of uh, San Diego Comic Con, which happened last week. Wow, and a which, lot, man, a lot came out of San Diego Comic Con for Star Wars, and I was really surprised. We didn't get a lot of shows because of everything else. Like we didn't get show news going coming out because of everything going on in Hollywood. But there was a lot of comic book. A lot of the, like, they went ham on comic book reveals for Phase Three. Um, I'm I'm super excited yeah. for Phase Three because we're going back to the timeline that I like. <laughs> We're going back to the part of the High Republic that we all started out on, which is like it, it's going to be nostalgic because that was your first like that was your introduction to this brand new piece of time that we've never explored before. And then we yep. were very jarringly. We were, we were just like just ripped out of it and thrown 200 years even farther backwards in time, which was just so jarring. I just it, it's still I feel like I have whiplash from that because it's just like, hey, you love all these characters too bad. <laughs> just like, OK, yeah. I have to learn all these new guys. Um, which is just, and I've, and you and I have talked about it last week, and I feel like other weeks and the uh, other shows in the past, we just don't care. There, there's no, there's no way to relate with these characters because we were so connected with the other characters. Like, like for me, like I love Skier, like a Trandoshan. Skier. Skier. Like he's just cool, man. He's really neat. I want to know what happens to him. Like he's part, he's part Drangir now. So like what happens um, like there's there's so much that was just kind of left there for us to kind of just marinate in, which is neat. And I think it kind of gave like I guess it kind of gave you time to catch up on everything going on in, in phase one. But then you have to go back and I, I really think you could go phase one to phase three, skip all of phase two. And you might get a couple nods here and there in phase three to what we experience. But it might, maybe like maybe they'll bring up Arano. You know, or mm -hmm. Iram, or the the the, the Timekeeper Moon, or the level. I, mean, I know we're gonna get the leveler for sure. We know about the path. We know about the leveler. Um, we know about the mother. 
but I think I don't think that really matters. Danielle's gonna bring you mm-hmm. coffee live on stream. Come on, Danielle, bring oh. it on in. Tim said to just bring just, it on in. Nah, oh. just oh, she's the hand. <laughs> nice. Thank you, dear. Um, for those that are listening, uh, Kevin's wife just brought him some coffee because she's awesome. She's great. She very really supportive. Is. She goes in the bathroom this morning. She's like, "You okay?" I'm like, "Mm-hmm." She's like, you haven't been talking in two days and I can feel your stress from six feet away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Amy, Amy, it's so weird. Amy handles stress so much differently than I do. Um, she, mm-hmm. She'll work. Um, that's how she gets through her stress is that she'll just she'll just work through it. And for me, I'm just like, I looked at her this morning. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I did this. <laughs> I was like, lab was my idea. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, just like GCX. I'm sorry. Uh, Cause I just haven't seen my <laughs> wife in a while. Uh, she's like, no, it's fine. She's like, it's great. We're going to, we're going to get through it. I'm like, God, she's just like, she's always just so optimistic about everything. And I hate it. Like, I wish you would just, I wish you'd just be on my level emotionally just for a second. But that's why we, have, we have great partners. Yeah. You know, we have, we have great partners in this, but uh, anyways, very supportive. Um, yeah. So phase two, cut it out. <laughs> Into the trash, I think, is great. I'm really glad we didn't end up going for phase three even farther back in time, which is I was really worried about. I was really worried that yeah. phase three was going to be another 200. Like, it would get us closer to the dawn of the Jedi. And I just, I was worried about that. I just didn't give a rat's ass about it. So it's nice knowing coming out of San Diego Comic-Con, which is where this is where this entire train of thought was going. Coming out of San Diego Comic-Con is very relieving for me because we get, we get, um, we get to see a lot of the characters that we started to fall in love with. Like we got the twins. Uh, we've got, um, uh, hold on. Wait, we got Elzar man. Uh, we get to see this new character. We get to learn that there's going to be new bad guys as well. They're going to be the children of the, hold on, wait, hold on. They're the children of where did where, Alex, the storm. Yeah, I think you said children of the storm. I was going to say children of the watch. And I'm like, that is wrong. That's a different <laughs> one. That's a different show, Tim. Um, yeah, so the Children of the Storm. So I would assume the Children of the Storm are going to be what Markeon Rowe ends up developing out of out of everyone being taken out of his ranks, right? He's lost everybody. Like, everyone's gone. All he has left are these robots. He just has these robots running the show on the deck. That's where we kind of leave Markeon Rowe. And so I would assume he realizes that robots can't do everything, so he needs to start building up his ranks, but he's going to do it in a different way. He's not going to have his lieutenants. He's not going to have all these people that are going to be power hungry. He, I think he realized that, that like with Lorna D and all of the bullshit that was going on, that he's like, why do I need to deal with all of this drama? Why do I need to worry about people trying to backstab me? That's why he has robots. Robots aren't going to backstab him. They're under his control. And then if he gets the, 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 the lowerlings, the, the, the people who don't, the, the cannon fodder, if you will, I mm-hmm. think that's kind of like where we're going to end up going is that these guys are kind of just they're they're the henchmen for Markion at this point. So he's he's thinned out his ranks. He's got a bunch of henchmen. But then we also get this like we don't know what this beast is behind. So we got a cover from this is uh, Kevin Scott and returns for Star, yeah, Star Wars, the High Republic. This is High Republic number two. Um, yes. And there's this there's this prowling creature behind him, but we don't know what it is. I assume it's a leveler. But it might not. I mean, it's this very like spectral looking like lion kind of thing. And I thought that's how the levelers were were explained to us through through the books is that they were kind of like these like big, just like big dog looking kind of creatures. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of like the gnarled front paws and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, it, this is all in StarWars.com if you want to go look at it and you're on, on uh, audio. Uh, but 
Yeah, it's also I like the Hannibal Lecter mask. It's right? an interesting touch. He look, and he's holding this big ass chain on it. Like he, he must be like just like a beast master of some sort. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. He looks an sick. interesting character. He's got like these like and his trench coat is like all like furled at the end. Or is that is that the right word to use? And they're all like cut up. It looks it looks very steampunky. I'm I'm digging this. Yeah. I'm digging this vibe. <laughs> very, very much so. <laughs> Kevin, okay. All right. So real quick, Kevin and I were hanging out last night. And and he he was telling me about this other other Warhammer game because for those that don't know, I've been getting into Warhammer 40K. Well, Kevin's like, have you heard of this one? And it, it, what is the age of whatever age of Sigmar age of Sigmar. age of Sigmar. And he's like, look, this is going to be your people. And he goes right to the Dark Elves like, oh, no, we were looking at your Warhammer. Oh, no, that was Total that War. Was total that was Total War, War he was 3. Total War. And he's like, look at these guys. These are your people. It's like Dark Elves. And they just like, really well, you said edgy. You said you were like, oh, who are they? Oh, yeah. And I, I was, was like, like, who are the high who? elves? And he picks and I was like, eh, they look like they look I, like I'm bricks. like, you don't like them. No. <laughs> that's like that's like that's like Legolas you and them. You're not into shoes. them. Here you go. <laughs> Boom. Dark elves. And he's like, oh yeah, because yeah, he saw if you know the, Warhammer the fantasy Malakath. So if you know Malakath from Warhammer classic and fantasy, he, he's got the coolest mask and everything. So Tim was like, oh yes, that's my people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they, they, they got black and red armor on with gold accenting and it's just like, it's just out there, man. It, just, it was really cool. So anyways, yeah, these are, yeah, it just Kevin, Kevin knows. I'm just the edgy dark, dark Lord. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, if you scroll up to the other one too, with, with, uh, we have an older Keeve Trennis. If you've been re- following the comics, which I am not caught up on getting there, uh, Keeve is much younger. Um, that was Skier's, uh, Padawan. Yes. Um, so she's much older. We have, we don't know if it's Tarek I, I or which one it Senate. is. Well, did, you can't really one, tell. One Serret did, or Tarek. Okay. But didn't one, ha- what happened to one of them? One of them dies, but then they bring them back. He, bring, he comes and there's back, like, but he does have a soul, right? His soul's like essentially gone. He's kind of like a husk. Yeah, they have like a, yeah, and it's, but they have a psychic connection. So it's very weird. Yeah. I need to get caught up to know what's going on there. It also seems like they now have a um, cybernetic yeah, I implant. Yeah, I saw that. It kind of looks like the people from Bespin. Yes, and the hand too. Look at the hand. Yeah, that looks like he got his arm chopped off. So I don't know what happened there. And is that Lorna? D? That's Lorna D next to them too, right? That is Lorna D, who I don't think had like. But look, what happened to her? Her Leku. That's what I was about to she's say. I like, don't know. She's got like uh, Doctor Octavius Leku now. I wonder if she can like control him, and then she uses him as like whips and shit. It's interesting. I yeah, I, I'd I be lo- curious I, to I know like more about this, that. This this Twi'lek battle armor is pretty sick. Also, Lorna D had one of the best books of Phase One. Oh my God, her book was phenomenal. Yeah, so it I'm excited so to see good. Lorna back. But this would make sense because the la- like where we leave her, she's prisoner. She's a prisoner of the Republic, right? They capture her, and that's kind of like where it ends up. She was captured. Yes, she was so. captured, and they were using her to get to Markion because she essentially yes. she was like, "All right, like I give up." So now she's allied. With- I wonder if she's going to be an antihero. I wonder if she's being set up to be like she's fighting with the Jedi, but she knows that's her best bet for survival. But she's still up to no good because she's an evil bitch. Like there's no way around it. Yes. Like she does some evil stuff. She was setting up bodies with bombs. Like that's some evil <laughs> stuff. See, I back to the whole. I remember more about that than I remember anything with with Phase Two. 
The only because thing it, that has stuck in my mind in phase two is the ending of, of it's the wedding. The wedding scene is the only part to phase two. And I will have to say the only reason why I care about that is because the way that Mark Thompson reads it and the way they put all the sound effects and everything into it, I could see it happening in my mind. It was it was all playing out. It was like a movie. But outside of that, there hasn't been a lot that has really stuck out as this was really interesting. Like there's a couple characters. I'm like, oh, they're fun, but I can barely remember their names. So I just like I just love that I remembered like all of those intricate details when it came out from her book. And I don't mm -hmm. know if it was because of the way that it was performed or it's just like it was just it was that it was just that I mean, good. I'm, I'm reading Path of Vengeance right now, which is um Is that the teen one? Part Yeah. It's not teen, it's you know, they're young like adult. talking about sex and stuff in it. Yeah, young adult. And it doesn't advance the story again. It is all about Markeon's mother, grandmother, I don't know who she is to him. Marta again. She's so boring. But they went back to the end of the Battle of Jeddah. And now we're back on Dalna, which is kind of where you are in this other story. And That's I'm just like, why? Why are we doing this again? And I'm just, I am. I didn't think I was going to go into GCX and start a fight with everyone <laughs> over the High Republic phase two. Honestly, but now. I feel like I am going to start a fight with everyone about how I'm so disenchanted with phase two at this point. Boring. It feels like they ran out of ideas and they're like, we have to do this, but we have to stretch out. I think that what they're doing is they're stretching out phase three so that when Acolyte shows up, it has a tie in. I, yeah, I don't, I just don't see that there is no, nothing has been worth taking us away from the characters that we were starting to enjoy. Like you look at this one cover and it has um, Elzar man on it with, with the, the fallen starlight starlight beacon in the ocean. Right. And we left that off with Stellan Geos being dead yeah. and Elzar and Avar having to pick up the pieces. But now what? I got to wait two years for some like advancement on that. Like that's what's bothering mm -hmm. me is you know, this it's not like a, I'm waiting for the next season of 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 House of the Dragon, which right. I will, you know, wait two years for. It's a book. It's a comic book. Like I I just I want more meat on that you, bone before okay. we get to Acolyte. Do you think phase two was used as kind of like cannon fodder to get them to like get them through the development of phase three? Maybe. Like that's could the only be. thing I could think of. Like you like some of the writers are like that wrote book that wrote the phase two books are like really good. Like they have they have great writing. It's unfortunate that the substance that they were using was just so inadequate. It's just like there was it, it, which is which is frustrating because I've read other books by these authors and they're great. So I, yeah, I, mean, I really feel like Lucas ran out of ideas when it came to phase two. Like they had this really cool idea of like, let's really start to develop the beginning of the Jedi Order in the expansion of the Outer Rim, blah, 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 blah. And they did a great job in phase two. And then they're like, let's go even further. People love this one. They love it in phase one. Let's go even further back and see how they like that. I just, it doesn't make any sense either. I think phase two was, and we can talk about this more next week, but I think phase two is used as a meat shield to get through the development of phase three so that it could be a big bang. Like that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Because the writing I was can, so good in in phase one. It was so, it was, there was a lot of character development, but even though there was a ton of character development, it was still enjoyable character development. Because, like, and we've said this before time and time again when it comes to character development in most of these shows, they're boring. 
in, yeah. in the books. It takes it, like, a lot. It, the light, light of the Jedi was was kind of rough at the beginning, but once you kind of got through remembering who everybody was and what they could do, it was just off to the races. You're just boom, you're going at Mach three. So is I don't know. I'm not sure. I you know, I'm I'm scrolling through this uh basically the publishing panel that that Lucasfilm. You know what? Before we jump into that, let's take a quick break, pay a few bills, be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill all right we're back so back back to uh discussion of uh the high republic um San Diego Comic-Con. And, uh, yeah the comic-con panel and everything so um these adventures comics tim i think are also like young adult well no they should dark horse is not young adult comics so i they, gotta look more into I, these adventures comics uh, they look like e they look like younger people, so I'm in. Yeah, but Dark Horse is not known for making comics for younger people. What if this is their first? Maybe step? I don't know. Dark um, Dark Horse series will return for Phase Three with the continuing adventures of Zine and Court. I knew I recognized them too, as seen on the cover of the High Republic Adventures Number One with the mysterious looming figure. The duo also graces the cover of the High Republic Adventures Number Two. Do you see this this looming figure in the back of of? High Republic Adventures number one with the Magneto mask. Oh. Well, that's interesting. They also have a red oh, aura about them. The, do you also see the sigil on their ch- on uh, on his chest? What is that? Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. What is that? Okay. Well, I mean, like, I like Dark Horse comics, so this so actually could be really good. Um, you got the kids kids book too, Escape from Valo. Um, Hunter loves these kids higher public books highly recommend uh, if you're trying to get your kid and then before we jump into the info uh, picks um, Defy the Storm uh, we get our first look at Vernestra Rowe, Jordana Sparkburn, and Avon Staros on the cover of the High Republic Defy the Storm. In the ominous art for the young adult story written by Tessa Grattan and Justina Ireland, the trio are surrounded by a sea of Nihil figures. Can we just take a moment to appreciate the Nihil art? And how cool it is, and how awesome they look, yeah. and how it's like Mad Max meets. Have you ever read um, uh, which Batman comic was it with the mutants? Um, nope. They look like the mutants from that Batman. Is it Dark Knight? It's not. Dark yeah, Knight. I mean, like, I but these remember. guys. I mean, hell, even some of them look like hunters from Destiny. They with like the the like the flight suit mask on with the the freaking hose going to the backpack. Like it look. They look really really cool. So this is gonna be. I, honestly, I I I might I might give it a listen. But to go back you to go. Your, go back to the Star Wars Adventures. Um, so the first the first run of Star Wars Adventures was actually written by IDW, um, or IDW yes. published it, and yep. and they do recognize that this the High Republic with all ages adventures tying into a larger High Republic story. So this yeah it's it's like a fan, I guess a family friendly comic is how you could kind of like look at it because this is this is it's it's for all ages. So I would assume the adventure, it's not going to be as dark or as gritty of a tone, but it's still going to have like that kind of thing where like dad could be reading it to the kiddo. 
I li- and that, but again, it goes back to what we've always said about Star Wars, and that's one of the great things is that, you know, it, it, well, it's for the whole family at the end of the day. Well, now it is, but, most definitely now. But, you know, there's probably, I don't want to say there's good lore in there for the kids' books, but you'll probably learn something that applies to the larger story and sure. be like, oh, okay, yeah. I like that. That's fun. You know? Well, and now that Kyler's so, at an older age now where I can actually like, read these things and he kind of comprehends it, like, it's, it's more enjoyable for me because I can share that with him. So. Steve is, is Chef Steve is on the charity marathon right now, and I have it on. Steve is making this like strawberry Nutella crepe, and I am he's he's also salivating Philly cheese steak cinnamon buns. I have God no, damn it! I don't know what that means because in my mind that sounds like a terrible pairing, but I've seen this man cook, and I'm sure it no, tastes no. amazing. No, F- wait, Philly cheese steak. I thought it was cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I thought it Philly was Philly cheese steak cinnamon. Yeah, Philly cheese steak cinnamon rolls. What did I say? Philly. No, Philadelphia cream cheese cinnamon Whoa, rolls. Oh, I thought it was Philly cheese steak. Like, like he was going to be putting like, like thin slices of beef. No, it's the cream cheese icing, which is the greatest oh, icing in the that planet. Makes so much more sense. Amy said. Amy said that he was making. He was making cheesesteak cinnamon rolls. I'm like, what the what? <laughs> okay. Uh, he's 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 folding the crepe right now. Oh, oh is uh, your fat kid kicking in, Kevin? Oh yeah, yeah that's good. Oh, that's good. Anyway, back shot. to oh, I shorted the Jesus. camera with the powdered sugar. Yes. Okay, ah! so look, at, look at that. That's a crepe with Nutella, strawberries, <laughs> whipped cream, and then he put apples on top of that. He put, I want he it. He put apple slices on top of that. This. Oh my I god. In a pickle. Uh, well, I'm done. Bye. I'm out. No, you lost on. me. No, he's still on. God. Oh. Okay. Anyways, so yeah, I uh, love audio Steve. audio listeners. I hope you enjoyed that ASMR. But this is why you should go to the charity marathon and, and experience still be on these when you insane hear this, so. moments. Yeah, it'll be on till next. What is it, Monday or Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday. If Monday? it's the first Tuesday, I thought it was Monday. You Tuesday. Said, it ends Tuesday. Oh my god, that makes sense though. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's full, like, we get oh, a full block of Monday, and then we get Lupo to end it on Tuesday. Be good. I think I think Lupo's Tuesday afternoon. I Tuesday think afternoon. they're. I think he starts at noon. Because Dado and Leper in the morning. Uh huh. But. That's going to be a hell of a day. It's going to be a wild day. Anyway, back to Star Wars. So they also put out these, what do you call them, infographics? Um, So this is going to be the character encyclopedia. So I have a couple of them. Um, I've got the the full uh, episode one through nine character encyclopedia, uh, which is really cool. There's a few other um, encyclopedias that are out. Like there's a um, planet. There's like there's one where it's like planets and uh, uh, animals and other things. So I have a few of them. They're really cool. And so now we get one for the High Republic, which is great because now we're getting all of these visual material that goes along with these characters that we've only seen maybe bits and pieces of, or you might have seen them in once in a comic book, or you've only ever like read them in, in the books if you don't look at the comic books. But like Lena mm-hmm. So, who like we get to see her and her big cats. These things look terrifying. They have like forked tongues. Uh, they've got four eyes. They're massive lion-looking creatures. It's really, really cool, and then like you know, gives them a full breakdown of like who they are, what they did, um, like personal struggles, aftermath, and then we get to the Drangir, which is fantastic. So we get a little bit more description of the Drangir in this encyclopedia. Uh, here, I'll just read a little bit of it. Uh, the the it talks about the root mind. So like the Drangir's thoughts are connected, so they communicate as one collective. The root mind that wants to grow and take over its surrounding. Drangir target young or weak civilians, gaining strength so they can spread out and control more territory. Um, then they talk about the great progenitor, 
Um, you know, so it's just like it's a lot of like just really cool stuff that you can go back and you you might hear it, you might read it in a book, or you might hear it in the audiobook, or see it mentioned in the comic, and you can quickly go back and look at that and get a nice refresher. I love having these because they're all, they're also just great pieces to have out. Um, you know, this is definitely something you could throw on your coffee table, or like for me, I've got a bookshelf just full of just you know Star Wars books. I'm I'm gonna try to like I think by the time I'm re- like done streaming, I want this to just be a library. I've always wanted to have a library. Like since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to have a library, and so I want this to be a library of just nerds. I like stuff. that. I want that so yeah. bad. Just just whiskey and books. Well, my you know, but my wife, for the listeners and the viewers, is an interior designer and yeah. architect. So this room that I'm in now is I'm, I'm home again. That's why I'm I'm not in the office because we're slowly transitioning to. Um, hybrid at rare drop if you will so we're gonna have home offices but we have a studio we work with that we'll be working out of one day a week and then i have office space downtown that we'll use as well um so i'm transitioning back in the room this is the room i used to stream in but i'm on the other side of the room because half of the room is now used for uh weights and and i have about a whole functional trainer i know tim gets very Tim gets very confused when I say functional trainer. It is not a there's not a human standing over there yeah, every waiting time he to says train functional me. Trainer, I feel like there's a person that he has locked up. It's like, it's, oh. It has a Smith machine. It has racks. It has uh, cables and all of that stuff in all in Here's one your piece. Powder for the day. Take <laughs> at eight a.m. At, what is it? At three a.m. I snort protein powder, <laughs> not, not ingest snort. Um, so. Uh, when we're redesigning this space, because I used to have it decorated for stream and everything, now it's just blank white walls yeah. here. Uh, it's very medicinal. Uh, yeah, look, I'll pull this, pull the curtain back for you. No, I'm no, not going to do, do that. The whole thing will fall. Anyway, so it's all white walls. So I want to make this room into my space. Yeah. Like this is my thing. My so we're gonna. I have. Um, he's not gonna turn got an it into my space. He's gonna turn it because he's like unless you're gonna have your top ten friends in your room at all times. Maybe I will. Um, but uh, what I wanted to do was paint it, and I, I still have to move some electrical around and get the garage door off its tracks. Uh, but I wanted to paint it, and then I wanted to do a wall sticker of Yoda saying, there is no try, only do, because it kind of plays into what the room functions as, which is my workspace, uh, if I'm creating content uh, with anyone, or I'm working out. It's just, you know, it feels like the right quote. So we were talking about doing a wall sticker of Yoda and then having it be a word bubble, but the word bubble would be neon light up. Oh, sick. So it would pop a little bit. Yeah. But then I said, what do I do with all my shit? Like I have uh, this Anakin toy from God knows when uh, from uh, I think that's Attack of you the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. For me. You know, I got that. I got I got my favorite pop figure of all time. Better be me. Mr. Rogers. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. So, you know, I got all this stuff. I got Jon Snow. I got Balrogs. I got Sea of Thieves Pirates. Yeah, I you want to be assassins. able to you want to show it off. In a, in a I nice want to show my way. nerddom. Yeah, for sure. So that's why when you mentioned the library, you know, I have an insane amount of nerd books mm-hmm. like Star Wars, um, Song of Fire and Ice. I think I have six different versions of the Lord of the Rings. Oh, my God. Um. One is signed by most of the cast, too. So I have all of this stuff to display, and it doesn't... It, with the way it works when you live with a designer, by the way, it doesn't go out there. It has to be relegated <laughs> to this space. So Actually, she has the signed Lord of the Rings books out there. Um, but 
it's relegated to this space. So I'm really trying to make it my own in with the, the Star Wars stuff. Like I have, I don't know if it's, oh no, it's hanging up in Hunter's room. When when uh, episode seven came out, I bought this poster and basically Tim, it's a silhouette of every single lightsaber fight from episode one all through episode seven. Oh, cool! But they're like thin, like that on yeah. each, and it's just the silhouette of each fight. Yeah. So like episode four is Vader and Obi Wan, episode five, you know, and That's it, it cool. keeps going on. So um, episode six is my favorite because it's Luke, Vader, and then the Emperor's silhouetted chair in the middle of them. Oh, that's good. Um, but it's hanging up in Hunter's room now. But like, I have all this crazy art. I have art from God of War. I have art from The Witcher that you know I love. Yeah. So I'm just trying to make the space mine. But I'm I'm I want the focus to be Star Wars. That's sure. what I was getting at. Which yeah. is why I want the huge Yoda because yeah, like be that's sick. the one. That and Lord of the Rings. Those are my two things. Like yeah. if I'm a he, they make me oh, me. But what if you just turn? What if, okay. What if you turned your office space into a hobbit hole? Just like you walk in and it feels like you're in Bilbo Baggins' living room. So you have to bring the so, ceiling down really low. And everything's made out of wood. So me and Audrey have a plan that when I'm retired and I need a project, we want to build a hobbit hole yes. vacation home Airbnb for people to rent Beautiful. out to spec. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> so you walk in, you hit your head on the chandelier. You're Ooh. Gandalf when you walk in there. <laughs> I think, people. you know, the weird thing is as uncomfortable and inconvenient as that would be, the amount of people that would want to go in there and stay in there would be so crazy. You'd be booked up for years. The other option, too, is to make it too spec as if you were the size of a hobbit. Now, that's what you need to do. That's Those are our two things. That's, you need, yeah, you need to make it to, as if you were a hobbit. So then you could have some items that are really big, like, like Gandalf left his stick in there, and it's just like this big fucking stick. And, it, yeah, like, like uh, Audrey is my my oldest daughter for those who don't know she is obsessed she loves lord of the rings more than any of the other stuff lord of the rings is her her jam so when we went to comic-con one year in new york she got a bunch of like prosthetics from what a workshop had a booth there if oh, you don't know who cool. what a workshop is they're the ones who made like all of the props um costuming and everything for uh lord of the rings they worked on narnia uh they worked on some video games too and um <clears throat> they've done a lot I think actually Weta's involved in the Lord of the Rings dwarf survival Moria game. I believe so. If I remember correct, uh, that correctly. Sounds, that sounds right. So when we did that, she found these hobbit feet that we didn't buy when we were there because we don't want to drag them on the subway. Uh, but she found these hobbit feet and she's obsessed over them ever since. So when we talk about doing the vacation home, she's like, all of the promo pictures, dad, should just be like me all like uh, relaxing on the couch with the hobbit feet prosthetic and then like <laughs> me in the kitchen with eggs with the hobbit feet. I was like, it's the only thing that's going to sell the vision. So we got to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. And, it, but that, here's another thing going back to star Wars too. If you wanted to do that with star Wars, you, how would you? Because you see like these these vacation homes in Orlando. You go on Airbnb, type in Star Wars Orlando, and people make these crazy vacation homes. They're well done. But it's never fully going to capture the essence of Star Wars. The closest I've ever been is going to Hollywood Studios. So I think the problem here is that whenever it comes to like room designs, like look at, look at the Halcyon Star Cruiser, for example. It's always like it's very either like imperial feeling or like a, a republic ship feeling. Like it's always it's always based around like being inside a, a ship, 
And I think yep. I think what needs to happen is it needs to be on. And you and I talked about this. Star Wars has a Tatooine problem. I think what you could do is you would just set up like the like like Aunt Brew and Uncle Owen's like the the sand dome thing, and it's just like that's your that's your that's your little vacation space. But it's all what ta- if we? But it's all Tatooine themed. What if we did an Airbnb in Phoenix, outside yeah. of Phoenix? Yes. And when you walk up, the burnt bodies of Owen and Baru are out in the front. And they're always, they're always smoking. Always. And there's Constantly. smoke rising from the house. <laughs> and you go in, and it's like, mm, there's a nice earthy, smoky smell in yeah. the, in yeah, the we'll Airbnb. Pump, we'll pump barbecue smell into the hut at all times. Yeah, there you go. And then, uh, you know, what? oh, man, on that note, then what if... What if there was a way to make Owen and Baru's body like a smoker that you could use? Oh my god! Okay, we've gone too we've gone too dark, too dark. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they'll want to have human grill pits. But uh, why? It'd be fun. <laughs> well, they're not actual humans. I know, props but it's, to I, hey, I don't know. I mean, look at look at Pirates of the Caribbean and Disney World. Did you know that those that the skeletons that were on the yes. beaches for the longest time were actual cadavers? Hey, and they, Walt it was, was just recently. Like in the last five years, did they finally get the last of human remains out of the rides? And that's in Disneyland and in Disney World. I Walt was a stickler for for authenticity. Well, I mean, I don't also, know what to tell it you. was probably cheaper to just go get cadaver bones <laughs> than it <laughs> was so to No, I'm serious. Think about the times. This is we're talking 1970, <laughs> 1980s, right? It was That's cheaper. So disturbing. It's cheaper to get dead people than it is to actually you, pay artists to make bones. Do you sign like a waiver or something? And then, you know, your grandkids are in there like, look, look, sweetie, there's grandpa. He's sitting on the beach over there. Hi, Kevin, he's immortalized hey, forever. Guys, we're going to get real dark real quick. California has a homeless people problem. And I bet you they just probably not Disney themselves, but I bet you there is something <laughs> at a at a government level where maybe it might just be it might just be because i don't think you're gonna be because the people who donate their bodies to science i don't think they ended up as disney rides just turn into a worse radio show episode you can cut this part out no leave it perfect (laughs) it's dark so dark i'm just saying i mean I liked mine better where it was like, look, sweetie, there's grandpa. You had to take it a step further no, 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 and I'm not, say that. I was still talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> That's what I mean. I was like, look, if, if I was older, let's say I was in my 80s and I was no. like, they're like, when you die, we want to use you as a prop in Disney World. No, I don't I, want to be I would probably. You want to be more. I would say yes. Yeah. That's yeah. how you want to be remembered. Dude, I'm not doing anything with my body. I'm the guy that wants to get uh, uh, um, freaking whatchamacallit cremated anyway i don't want my body I, I want i want to be dead dead and my wife has instructions to take my ashes to northern scotland which is like the biggest part of my piece of pie of my heritage and throw that shit out to the northern wind as it blows out to the sea and i'm gone that's I it i become like, one with the ocean i hope the wind's blowing in the other direction no because then it's gonna blow back in my wife's face and i don't want that to happen <laughs> if it was me with her ashes yeah that'd be hilarious i'd we would all have a good laugh like, ah, you got me one last time, you bitch. <laughs> but with 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 I don't want that to happen to her uh, or my kids. That'd be so traumatizing for my children. <laughs> Jules, Jules would think it was funny. She's the only one there. You think that's you think that's gonna be Jules humor? Oh, she's me. Perfect. One hundred percent. I love. That oh, letter. no. She, 
dark, dark humor. My son is the sensitive one, like my wife and my oldest. And our kids are going to get married, huh? Yeah, because they're opposites. And the oldest is like, you know, she teeters on both sides, although she's been she's been sending me like, I don't say dark jokes, but like adult jokes on TikTok lately. Well, I mean, Um, she has other influences, so. Yes, I'm not. I'm not attributing it completely to me, but as a personality. But then, yes, my youngest daughter. Oh, yeah, she's she's the oh boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be, yeah, yeah. But your son and her are complete opposites, mm-hmm, which Kyler, is why they get yeah. along. Yeah, Kyler's a lot like me. Oh, Danielle made the mistake of telling uh, her that oh, no. his birthday's coming up for the party, and now uh, last night I walked in the door and he's like, oh, "We're going to Kyler's house," and I was like, "Now? You know, I don't think my, so." That's what Kyler did for for Jules the longest time. <laughs> Is it Jules she woke up this morning. Yeah, she woke up this morning. She came in the room. She climbed in the bed with me. It was like six forty-five, and she's like, "Dad, uh, Kyler's birthday today?" And I'm like, "No, it's in like weeks from now." Like, so she's like, "We go into their house? Yes, we will, but not today." So she's <laughs> like, "I'm like, you will probably see him before that." Um, so yeah, should be uh, should be a good time. Yeah, GCX. Anyway, back to Star Wars. Went off on a, a tangent, tangent there. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we, we had fun yeah, with it. That was fun. Um, number seven on this list is uh, first look inside Marvel Star Wars Dark Droids. Look at that, Tim. It's like a comic made just for you. Why? What do you mean? Dark Droids? Yeah, I mean, it's all the Imperial Droids. Beyond the High Republic Initiative, the panel revealed the first pages from inside Star Wars Dark Droids written by Charles Soule featuring a, featuring a KX security droid. Do you also like our, see who's together? Who? Where? What? Look, it's Chopper. Look, Chopper's in in one of the panels, in in this one, in the in number six. Is he in? Dis- is that him in disguise? No. Look at the look at. Uh, oh no, I do see him. Okay, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Chopper's there in this one, and then if you go down to Dark Droids D Squad, it's R two D two Chopper and this uh the pit droid. I have no idea. I mean, he looks. I don't know if he's if we know this pit droid already. That- Oh, it just says and nope. a pit droid. So yeah, but it's so cool that Chopper and R two D two at some point hang out. I the love pit that. droid would would have been interesting if it was the one from the episodes uh, of Clone Wars where yeah. that little general gets stranded on yes. that planet. Would have been fun if it was him. Uh, is that Doctor Afra in the second page of Dark Droids? It looks a lot. Uh, yeah, top yeah, right frame. Yes, most definitely because those are her two. Those are her two evil versions of C three PO and R two D two. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, like her, her, um, the uh, the protocol droid, it, she converted him into like a death unit, and so he just like he just wants to kill everybody. He's like Mister Bones essentially, but just like even more evil. Speaking of Mister Bones, my I walk in last night. My son redownloaded Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. He's like, Dad, who's Master Bones? Master, and I'm like, Master, <laughs> and I go, Mister Bones, and he's like, Yeah, who's that? I'm like, He's from the Aftermath books. Yeah, he's like, I just unlocked him in Lego Star Wars. I was like, Oh, they really went for the oh no, yeah, characters. in Lego. I was really surprised the character list that they had in Lego Star Wars. Like, it was, it, it was oddly enough, we Aftermath. I still think is a very boring trilogy. Even it though is. even even though it's the one that I will always recommend to everybody. It's like if you want to know Star Wars history, if you really want to know how we get from episode 6 to the startings of episode 7, you have to read Aftermath. And what's cool is I've seen more and more people lately with like Mr. Bo- like Mr. Bones in their uh like st- like when I was playing uh Battlefront. I was playing Battlefront mm-hmm. during May the 4th 
And there was people that were like, they had Mr. Bones as their name. Now, I don't know if they were just being just, just, you know, gamers or they were really actually making a Star Wars reference. But then seeing like Mr. Bones in uh, Lego Star Wars was even like, that was really cool. And like, he's, he's, he's exactly how they describe him in the book. He's red. He's got bones attached to him. Like, he looks scary. Mr. Bones. Die. Um, is that Jabba underneath that frame on the right? Uh, it, it looks a lot like Jabba. I mean, like we, you've got you've got a, a, the older protocol droid that was the one that got chucked out that you that mm-hmm. you see in Return of the Jedi uh, that's being tortured. That was the older protocol droid. You've got Boba Fett standing behind Jabba, mm-hmm. um, or behind you know. I'm going to go ahead and say yes, that is Jabba the Hutt. Also, you've got Lando Calrissian in the panel before that. But this is all from just one comic book. This is all from Dark yeah, Droids. Dark Droids. So, like, knowing that we're going to have Lando, we're going to have Dr. Afra, we're going to see Boba Fett, we've got Jabba the Hutt. Like, there's there's a lot going on in here. Chopper, R2-D2, like, they're really kind of pulling out the stops for this one. So I kind of want to give this a go. That little thing over their head, too, the little um, decorated doorframe if you will yep. that's also i that was part of um, what john favaro talks about in the making of book of boba fett oh these like are you talking about these little word boxes that are above the in the pictures it, the no like above java there's that like intricate doorframe oh, thing oh yes 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 yeah john favaro talks about how they saw it in the movie and how they painstakingly recreated it one-to-one for mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett, and yep. I thought that was cool. So yeah, I recommend that as well. Yeah, because they didn't well. actually have they didn't have anything left of that original set, so they had to go. Mm-hmm. All, everything was done through reference images and the movie, which is really cool. <coughs> that they we got our that. we got our Halloween uh, tales from the Death Star uh, comic They're as well. Zombies. Writer Kevin Scott revealed multiple spreads from his latest horror offering for the uh, San Diego Comic-Con audience, a preview of thrills to come this September. Yeah. So yeah, we're, there's like, we're going to have pure, to, we're going to have to read these for, for October. Imperial zombies. Uh, at, what is this? E, what, you've got a, an Ewok going ham on this uh, tie pilot. I don't know what's going yeah, on, but he looks terrible. He has rabies. With a Trandoshan and a um, Moncala underneath him. Yeah, and then there's like this demon that's flying through space that then like attack like like it's very spectral and it just like goes in and like is like clawing at this pilot. Like yeah, this looks wild. This looks really, really cool. Yeah, right. Uh what else we got? We got uh Dawn of the Rebellion, the visual guide. Yes. So this is this is another encyclopedia style book, yeah. um, seemingly to catch us up on a lot of the shows that have, have uh come the pre episode four. So it looks primarily to be Andor. Uh, Obi-Wan. Um, I think those are the only two I see yeah, in here. Be, uh, some animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Vice Admiral Ramparts in here yeah, so uh, from Bad Batch. Bad Batch. It'll be uh, Obi-Wan. It'll be Andor. It'll be... I would. Just, uh, they put this X-Wing in the front, which makes me feel like we're going to get a little nod towards, like, what is that, Rogue Squadron? Or, like, what, what what's going on there? I, I'm not too sure. But yeah, we, Maybe. Got, we got all these characters that are that are in here. And again, these visual guides, these encyclopedias are so good. Like this is how Kyler um, like learned about stuff, like most of his Star Wars stuff is that my mom got an encyclo- got a visual guide. And so he would just like flip through pages and he would just point and then I would like read it to him. And then now he's able to like go through and he's like, oh, this is so and so. And this is who this is. And he knows planets and stuff all just from like looking at this. So like, honestly, your kids will just like if you if you're if you are 
exposing your children to Star Wars, I would say this is a great thing for you and also for them because it's got great, like everything's illustrated or there's pictures and like they can just visually just like associate, which is really cool. I see Senator Chuchi in here too, so it might be, uh, well, no, she well, was Chuchi, in Bad Batch Chuchi too. was a really big component of the trying to get the equal rights for clones. And yeah. so I think that's like, that was, that was a, a big chunk of Bad Batch, the season two storyline. So like that yep. makes a lot of sense. We see Nax, who's a clone trooper that we meet in Obi Wan, the guy who was asking for the homeless one, the homeless guy, homeless was vet. really sad. <laughs> um, you know, Doctor Hemlock, uh, Vice Admiral Rampart. You've got Doctor Hemlock, played by Doyle McPoyle. Doyle McPoyle. Is it Doyle? I don't know which McPoyle uh, it is. Yeah, but it definitely is like one of the McPoyle twins. Um, yeah, they go over uh, Senator Organa, uh, and then you know Bale and Brea. So it's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. Fortress Inquisitorius. So I'll be getting Liam. this one. Liam McPoyle. Liam McPoyle. <laughs> this is Dr. Hamlin. And if you didn't know that and you watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Bad Batch, yes, Dr. Hemlock is played by the guy that plays Liam McPoyle. Which is crazy because uh, like when you like you hear his voice, it's like, man, that's an evil motherfucker. And then you and, see, then, and, then, and then you remember what he looks like, or you go watch an episode of Always Sunny and just like, nah. <laughs> Hopefully in uh, next season of Sunny, someone gets fork stabbed. That or uh, in next season of Bad Batch, someone gets fork oh stabbed. God, that, that would, would just be, be so funny, right in the chest. <laughs> fork <laughs> stabbed. That's what you get, Charlie. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show so much. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the Comic Con uh, wrap up. The only other well, thing I think I Tim mean, the wanted to talk about it's the Comic Con wrap up on the comic book side. The, the publishing other, side. Yeah, on the publishing side. The other big piece was Star Wars Outlaw went ham with interviews. Um, Games Radar got, got an interview. IGN got a great interview. Um, and a lot of it just goes into more intricate details. Uh, they didn't really, like, spoil anything or, like, give out too much. A lot of they just talked about the intricacies of the mechanics as far as, like, what you can do. And, and more and more, this is just, this is literally red. This is like if Rockstar was given the Star Wars contract. Like that's mm-hmm. like that's where that is as as close as I can get to saying that that the Outlaws is going to be Star Wars Red Dead at the end of the day. Like the stuff that they're talking about and continuously bring up that, that we we learn that we're we're going to get two familiar uh, crime syndicates and then there's going to be a new one, um, which is you know we we kind of knew that we're going to have the Hut Syndicate and then um, is it Black is blocks or it's one of the other ones but anyway so we know there's gonna be three syndicates we know that you can um you could essentially you can backstab job of the hut at some point and you can just you can screw them over which is like so cool that it's dynamic in that sense where you can make decisions of like who you want to side with and and build faction rep and so like that's really really cool that they are giving you that much freedom um they yeah. they went into a little bit more detail about her companion uh, they talk about the uh, the commando droid a little bit more. Uh, so, like, I mean, honestly, it wasn't a lot to really talk about unless you really care about the intricacies of what this game is going to bring. But for me, what I'm getting out of this at at the moment is that this is literally going to be a Red Dead Redemption Star Wars game. At the end of the day, you and I kind of talked about that last week, and like this one episode or this one article coming out of Games Radar says uh, Star Wars Outlaws is set between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, so you can do maximum crimes. Which is which, which, which makes so much sense because this is this is the part in the timeline where things are at their highest. You know, when we get to episode six, the empire's on their heels. the The rebellion's kind of like ah, I, I, we're kind of like making some some headway, but it's it's not really working out for us too much. We we need something to to really you know punch it to the emperor. 
But in between five and six, every like it is full max. Everybody's going at it right now. You know, you've had that. You you have uh, coming out of the Battle of Hoth. You you had you, Luke Skywalker's kind of like going on his on his um, Jedi journey. So for him to even show up, I don't even think we'd see a Luke Skywalker in this. I feel like because he's so busy out in Dagobah and 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 learning the ways of of the Jedi and and all that stuff. So I think like for them, this is the best place to have a playground. Is, I hope we don't see Luke. To I be don't want to see any. Like honestly, like I don't want to see any Force users unless they're going to be like hiding. Unless it's like a Force user that like like survived the purge and has been hiding on a backwater planet. And so like we run into someone like levitating rocks or something. You're like what the hell's going on? Like oh, you know things like that. I would totally love. But you know for us to see like a, um, a rebe- Quinlan Voss. Yeah, I mean like there's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of characters that I would love to see, and there's a lot of characters that I would honestly think that it would water down the experience if they showed up. And I think the Force users are going to be like, and there's only, I mean, it's really just Luke Skywalker at this point, so or Yoda, and uh, and you'd have to go to Dagobah to do that. So like, but I don't even know if we're going to have that ability. We do know that we are going to go back to Tatooine. That is one one piece that they they harped on. Uh, back to the whole Star Wars has a Tatooine problem. Uh, they said it would it wouldn't feel like a Star Wars game if we left Tatooine out. So you, mean, you could you could, but then you <laughs> wouldn't have the Hut Syndicate. And so you would and like, Fair. like Jabba. Jabba is is the most iconic crime lord in Star Wars because he's been oh, yeah. around the longest. Like we could talk about Black Sun. We could talk about all these other like cool syndicates that are out there. But for the most part, the um, the huts and then who are the other ones? The the snake looking people that we that they showed off in the trailer. I'm brain the Pike Syndicate. The Pike Syndicate. Thank you. Um, the Pikes are also very popular because they've been in Clone Wars. They've been in Solo. They've They've been in a lot of different mediums, and so that also makes sense. So it's, it. I I don't think we're ever going to be able, be able to get away from Tatooine because there's so many things that tie into that planet. Um, you know, Boba Fett's you know now tied into Tatooine, and you just we're never going to get away from it, Kevin. We're just stuck in that sandy ass planet. I mean, it is the first planet you ever visit in a it Star is. Wars I mean, movie. It's, so. it's so it's so iconic, you know, and it's just like we always make the you know just back on fucking Tatooine again. But mm-hmm. you're, you're never all of the iconic scenes are there. You first meet, you know, the, the sand crawler, the Jawas, the pod racing, Obi Wan, Boba but doesn't Fett, it just, the Sarlacc pit, Jabba the Hutt. I could go on and on about all these iconic things that happen there. Doesn't it just remind you of Luke whining the whole time? Because that's what it does for oh, me. I just want to go fight the rebellion. All my friends are doing Uncle, it. Aww. Uncle Owen, this droid has a bad motivator. <laughs> Mark Hamill, I love you. I am so sorry. I really do. He's the best, but Luke is white. Well, I mean, well, he does a very good job of maturing the character over three he movies. Really does. So. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, I am a Jedi like my father before me. You know, like, yeah, because we a, start such a great with, line. We start with, uh, you know, whiny, whiny Luke and. Well, you I, mean, know, it, well, I mean, that's I mean, you know, that's what happens with the iPad kid. He just had did you know up. that? Did you know that in the scene uh, with the trash compactor when he's. Um, He's giving out the number for whatever. Uh, he actually gave his real phone number on accident, so he had to change no it after the movie. No way. That's, yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Th- there's, a, there's a funny clip floating around of um, Mark Hamill doing, like, talking about, you know, episode four, and um, him and, and, and uh, Harrison Ford are, are in the trash compactor scene, and he's just like, yeah, just, like, put, the, you know, I just got to get some of this schmutz on my, on, in my hair. And Harrison Ford apparently goes, "Hey kid, I don't think it's that kind of movie." I think <laughs> I think Harrison Ford thought Schmidt something else. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a really good clip. It's really funny. I love when Mark Hamill does his Harrison Ford impression. It's perfect. It's perfect. But I mean, like that's. I mean, he's been around that man for so long. They've grown up together. Oh man, Harrison Ford. You and I at some point. I'm sure I'll be able to do a killer Kevin impression. Nobody hates Star Wars more than Harrison Ford. He really does. (laughs) He really does. I but love when people ask him like Indiana Jones. I think the Indiana Jones universe, I think he loves more than anything else. I also think that his Star Wars hate is a bit at this point. You think so? He, you think he's just doing it just yeah. for shits and giggles? It's the thing that made him. It's the movie that made his career. Like, how could you hate that? Yeah. You know, uh-huh. he, and uh, he's a f- blossomed into a phenomenal actor in so definitely. many pivotal roles. But he's just a so. terrible pilot. <laughs> yeah, he needs to stop getting flying <laughs> please, planes. Please, please stop crashing your plane, sir. Um, no, but he was talking about the, uh, the de-aging and he was talking about how like he didn't want the, like take away from the movie and he didn't want, he's like, I don't want to look younger. I don't need to look hotter. Like I, like I'm old. And he was like, I just wanted, I just wanted to be able to use the younger version of me to help tell the story. And so I just thought that was really cool. Like he's, it's just, it's so cool to see someone just age the way that he has and just accept it the entire way through. You know, just like, oh, I'm just like, this is me. And like, that's, that's really cool. I want to be like that when I'm old. It's just be like, yeah, this is it. Okay. I imagine I'll be a lot like Harrison Ford when I'm old. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I agree. All right, all right, kid. Um, the only other thing I think we want to touch on before we uh, run out of here is John Boyega's change of heart. What the hell? I, I saw. I've saw so many tweets and articles that were popping up about Johnny Boy being like, they're, they're saying that John Boyega is 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 open to returning to Star Wars. Didn't he, like, a couple years ago just bash the franchise? He bashed it because of the fandom that harassed him and Daisy and all them. But didn't he continue to go on? And, like, I feel like he just kept, like, going Well, he said he would never do Star Wars. He said he would never do Star Wars again. He doubled down on the, I won't ever do Star Wars again. And I think that's the the part where I was like, I totally respected it. I was like, that's fine. That's okay. And I understand. But, like, I wonder what happened. I wonder what happened with... Lucasfilm, Disney, and everything else that made him want to come back. Is it because it's doing so well, or do you think there has been a big change of heart when it comes to the the issues that John was was dealing with? Paul also brought up one of the other biggies, which was on the Asian promotional posters. He was moved from, you know, being a main character to, like, the bottom of it because of, you know, the racist aspect of being a black man in the Far East. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Did we talk yeah, about that? That was in a. I, I don't think we've ever talked was, about. We've ever really talked about that. Yeah, but yeah, on all of the promotional posters, like if you look in America, or I shouldn't say America, if you look in in the most of the rest of the world, I'll say it that yeah. way. Um, he's very prominent on all three posters. Yeah. If you look in the posters from, I think it's specifically China, but it's probably a few of the other Asian countries. Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't think Japan or any, any of those countries would do this too, but he's moved to the bottom and he's like almost like one of the minor characters. And I know he took issue with that. See, now I can totally Um, understand that. That makes sense. Yeah. But no, but they never really, I don't feel like that was ever really like, unless I guess unless you like really stayed close to what John Boyega was talking about. That was never really brought up in mainstream media. I saw. I, I saw. Like he always, mentioned it in interviews. It wasn't ever a story. It was always John talking about it. In I an feel interview. like, the, but that was the whole thing. Is like, I always felt like they they made it seem like John was very frustrated with the franchise because he just of X, Y, or Z reasons. I could totally understand the fans 
Like I was, I was, I was listening to an interview with um, who plays Spider Man right now. What's his name? Um, uh, Tom, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. He was talking about how he like is he like he he stepped away from making movies. Um, he was talking about how like just like the intense like the fa- the fans. And the like expectations and stuff like he was just he was hating it and it's like and I wonder if that also had a big play into it because I would feel like not everyone is equipped to handle what comes out of Star Wars like I don't yes. think I'd be able to like that extreme level of fandom is that's got to be rough you will never you will never make the Star Wars fan base happy no matter what you do because even before Disney came in they were still whining and bitching about so many different things that was made up the fandom you know we had the multiple timeline we had so many different things that were not you know this happy go lucky story like some of these toxic fans like to say like everything was better before Disney it's like you were still complaining yeah. stop um so i understand when he says you know that about the fandom um and and whatnot and i think it was just coming into the role he signed for three movies the hate probably started after the first movie you know and there you know forget about racism being relegated to the far east too like people were racist that a black man was in star wars um you know in a in a major role and it's like you're lando we're just gonna ignore that you know you all love lando i don't yeah i don't understand any of that makes no sense the uh, this was yeah i remember the star wars post that we were seeing where they were saying like star wars has like thirty thousand different species like are we really gonna are we really gonna bitch about this like and that's and that's i think that's really true i think like if also if you are a fan of star wars like a true fan of star wars you're most you're you're extremely welcoming to all all types of life also, it's not your story. Exactly. You can love the story and like it, but it ain't your story to tell. So regardless of who's telling the story, it ain't your story to tell. Like, that's what I tell people. We've talked about this ad nauseum with, with House of the Dragon and how they changed the Valerians to, to uh, you know, being black. But people were like, oh, you know, that's not how Martin would have wanted it. It was like, it was his idea. <laughs> like one of the main producers. Like, what the yes. Fuck, I love it when people think they know what the people like are, are thinking. Blows yeah, he mind. wanted to change it up and, and and make things different. And and, and the Valerians, are I think it was a looking like oh I was a welcome change. Valerians are awesome. They're so like in, cool. in the show. Fight me, I don't care. Like the Valerians are one of my favorite people in House of the Dragon. So I love their hair. And, like their hair is and like, I'm, all done in just like dreads, but it's all white. Like it's just so sick. I'm very excited to see why they're not relevant. Come, uh, you know, the Game of Thrones series because mm-hmm. their house obviously falls. So, I mean, I know the story because I've he's putting pop rocks on this crepe right now. <laughs> Sorry, that got distracted. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, so with with John, um, I'm happy he's coming back. I like Finn as a character. I, I think Finn's Finn, I think Finn suffered from or wanting to come back. I shouldn't say I confirm he is. I think Finn suffered from horrendous writing. Yes. I think Finn's story with Rose was just a complete waste of time for everyone involved. And again, when I say that, I am not blaming the people that played those two roles because they did it to the best of their ability. I think the writing needs to be uh, uh, blamed in that scenario. And also the overall storytelling because they're, they're, like, their whole story was horrible. Finn and, Ray, horrible. Finn and Ray should have been the Luke and Han. Like That's how it should have been. And like you could see that chemistry. I, I feel like they were building out that chemistry at the end of episode seven, like that was like, definitely very, very adamantly there that there was, there was a connection between those two. Like that should have been the dyad. 
And Finn in episode seven was awesome because, you know, him trying to pretend he's with the resistance and all of this fun stuff. And yeah. then when they go to Maz's castle, like I enjoy Finn throughout that process. I also think seven's a good movie. I know a lot of you hate it. I don't really care, but I think seven's a good movie. Four, but it was well done. Episode eight and nine, while they have their moments, I don't think they're great movies, they're just like trash. I don't think episode one and two are good movies, but they have their moments, a.k.a. like Duel of Fates. I mean, okay, so so Ray and Kylo in in the throne room, that's pretty cool. Great fight scene, I think. Ray and Luke together, fantastic. I love that part. But that's really that's really it coming out of episode eight. Episode nine. I like I like Kylo and Luke. I liked that standoff. That was really good. I think the end with the big walkers on crate, fantastic. It's really really and cool. Luke's. I thought people get mad, but I thought Luke's death was actually like it made sense. It's not even a real death. He doesn't really die like and i think that's the beauty of it is that he became so he shut like okay here we go it shuts he shuts himself completely off from the force he completely closes himself off and by the time he's done train like with ray and he understands his calling and what what he needed to do he became so he, so, he became so connected to the force that he became a part of the force he became a part of the living force because he accepted it all he accepted also, his role. He accepted everything that he understood that my my place in life is not what these books are telling me that I need to be. It's what what I need to be. It's what my decision. And so like Luke's 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 character development all the way through is well done. But I think that the 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 uh, confusion with Snoke and all of that, I think that dilutes episode eight, in my opinion. Also, the Ray and Finn casino section completely just like ruins i think a lot of the movie for me because oh. i just mentally check out it's it, i mean it was cool to see canto bite and like they've incorporated into other things but that whole you know which stinks because i like benicio is it not benicio is it guillermo, guillermo, guillermo del toro's character he's fun as the arms dealer um and what he says actually is one of the most i think important things in all of star wars that like you know I play both sides. Uh -huh. you know, yeah, he's just a neutral part. There's money to be made, but there's money to be made. Like war is profiting, which I think is very important to the larger Star Wars message. And they've ran with that, and they've done that in other other uh, content. But you know, Luke to me in that scene proves that he is, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the strongest force users to ever live because he literally projects himself across the damn galaxy mm -hmm. um, to the point where he tricks another force user into thinking that he's standing there. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that. I know people don't, I don't care. I like that. It is, it is the way it's written that I have issues with sometimes in some of the other side stories that are taking place. That being said, I do think bringing Finn back into the, into the fold for future content would make sense. Um, but I think his character needs to be matured. I think he needs to not be the big joke. He can still be humorous. And he can still also the fact that they didn't play more into his relationship with Poe after, you know, they saved each other. Oh, my God. It was so good. I love those two together. But it just kind of drops off in the last two movies. Yeah. Like it's cool in seven. And then it's like, yes, they see each other and say so. And then I just feel like Finn is just misused. You know, we never. What did he want to say to Ray? Was I, it I, I love, love you? you? Was it I know how to use the force? <laughs> Was it you. like. Uh, 100%. What did he want to say to Ray? It was supposed to be there was that was supposed to be a love story there. So I don't I don't understand fully 
what's going on there. So maybe we'll learn more in future content with this new movie and whatnot. But I, I for one, am, am cool with John Boyega coming back. Um, I, I just think you need to get out of the same writing team that did those movies. Obviously, it won't be because we're using different directors and get into, you know, like I saw a thing yesterday. It's rumor, but said that Kathleen Kennedy has no desire to renew her contract after this contract term is up. Really? So, yeah. So we may enter the full Dave era of Lucas storytelling. Good, because that's what everybody wants. <clears throat> Till they get it. And then every, yeah. the toxic people will go to complain about it. So. I can't believe this Dave guy is ruining Star Wars. You know it's going to happen. You know, they suck him off for like 10 years prior, and then they're going to turn on him immediately. God, I love that cowboy hat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, you have to go stream. I do. I actually need to go do my other job. (laughs) I have a meeting in literally 20 minutes. So yeah. Well, let's get you out of here. So I, yeah, I was going to go to the office and now I'm going to sit here for a little while, All right. well, you uh, but thank you so much. We will not be on next Wednesday. We will be on Saturday and yes. we will not be recorded. It will be live. The episode yes. will not come out till the following week because we are not recording an episode that week. And then our, we have to try and figure out the zoom recorder for the week after that. We'll figure it out because we'll be in uh, we'll just use our Memphis. All right. Let's record your phone. Don't watch it more what people right. do that on TikTok. They're like they have this like really nice camera and then they're holding their their phone as the microphone. So I mean like, you know, whatever works. Um well, uh please join us at GCX this year. We would love to have you gcxevent.com. If you've got a couple bucks to spare over the next few <clears throat> days through August 1st, our marathon is running twitch.tv/gcxevent. We're raising funds for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. The GCX community has uh, raised over $21 million for them since 2016 and counting. We so hope to make money. that 23 by the end of this uh, uh, fundraising uh, period. So thank you for those that have supported. And please, if you if you have the, the extra scratch, uh, go donate. All of the money goes to St. Jude. Um, it is it is uh, uh, truly a wonderful organization. Um, and make sure you check out the new bags at Kings Coast Coffee. We got some offerings coming down the pipeline. If you're coming to GCX, you can go say hi to Abby and Wayne. Um, and uh, get some Kings Coast that morning after you get your merch at Lab 77's booth. Um, and uh, you can go to, is it lab77.co uh, for GCX pre-orders? So you yes. can order well, and then pick up at GCX. Oh, no, no is that cut no, off so over? That, so so that, that's done, but you can still get your charity marathon t-shirt until the and it's going to be available until the end of the marathon. So every shirt <laughs> is $14 to St. Jude. So your, your, teachers, your t-shirt purchase of $25 14 of those dollars is going to go off to St. Jude automatically. So you still have time. Uh, you can you can pre-order your marathon t-shirts. They won't be to they won't get to you by the time the marathon's over, but you will still get your marathon t-shirt to show that you supported the GCX 2023 charity marathon. So head on over to lab77.co and get your charity marathon t-shirt today and then head on over to Lab 77 booth and you can get all of the amazing GCX merch that you didn't pre-order because you missed out on that. So Head on over to our booth. I'll see you there. Cool. Did I there do that right? Yeah, it was a hell. You of did an it. You nailed dude. it. Yes. You nailed it. You nailed yes. it. So I didn't, do, I didn't do the hey hey there hey I didn't do the that bit. So nailed it. Don't don't forget that after party. There's so much to do. So if you can make it, like you you fly in. If you're there day zero, you can go to God's pool party the night before. He'll be I'll hanging be, out. I'll be there. Nip, yeah, be hanging everything, out, dude. 
Yeah. Oh my, it's Tim shirtless. There's the, there's the selling point. Mm-hmm. You can go do that. And then, uh, you know, day one Friday, we started at, if you have a premium pass, we started around nine, nine, nine thirty. I don't remember the exact time. And then, you know, we let everyone else in around 10 and, uh, Come on in. D&D starts first thing in the morning with D20 Deathmatch. Uh, you're going to have St. Jude panel. Again, line up for meet and greet. You know, it's so much to do. And then that night, you have the Bungie panel that's not being streamed. Bungie's going to be talking to people uh, essentially about the future of working with Bungie as a content creator. So I don't care if you average three viewers or 3,000. That panel is going to be important to be at if you're in that category. And then we have After Dark. We have five of the best comedians uh, uh, from the uh, local area. Actually, one, two of them were from last year. So if you were there last year, Absar oh, Siddiqui and fantastic. Morgan Gallo are yes. going to be back. Morgan, Morgan moved. Morgan moved to Colorado, and when we asked her to come, she said, "Sure, I'll come back and visit my family just to do the event because I loved last year so much." Aww. So Morgan. Morgan made a way to to be a part of it, which was awesome. Um, so we're we're happy to have them back, and then we have three new comedians. Um, and then um, that's night one, and then day two we jump right back in. More D and D. You got Star Wars and Scotch. Uh, uh, unsubscribe podcast will be live on day two. More meet and greets. More everything. And then that night. You can get into Universal if you get an after-party pass starting at 5 p.m. From 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., the whole park is open, and then we get shuffled into our after-party area uh, from uh, 9 to midnight. There'll still be some rides open. You can meet the Transformers. They'll be available. We got Sick. a DJ. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, I'm excited for uh, the... If you've never met the Transformers at Universal, I highly recommend doing it because it's not your normal meet and greet. No, because they actually uh, talk to you, which is so sick. Bumblebee is the best. Um, so, yeah. So, come on down. GCXevent.com. Uh, come hang out with us. Even if you're... Uh, uh, and if you're, if you're, like, last minute, you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm coming. Book your room at Rosen. They just added a few more rooms to the room block just to keep it alive. So, book your room at Rosen. Um, with that, we will see you next Saturday, not Wednesday, uh, on twitch.tv slash GCXevent. Um, and, uh, I'm not gonna tell you what time, cause I want you to watch the whole show oh, over the course of the two days. So I also don't have it in front of me. Um, so <laughs> twitch.tv slash GCX event. I want to say it's like three or something like that. It's something like that. I think it's like two forty five. Yeah. Um, so, uh, check that out and, uh, that's where we'll be. So do not look for us on Wednesday. Look for us on Saturday. The episode, if you don't get to catch the live portion, will be up the following week. And then Tim and I will be recording in Memphis the week after that. But until further notice, May the Tim, force be with you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.